This episode of Neighbours is supported by Beamly, the social and content network for TV. Check out Beamly.com. You're listening to Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast, where we talk about the last five episodes that just aired and we're live from the PirateNet studios. I'm Vaya. And I'm CJ. Thanks for jumping on board. Firstly, now, okay, we had... It's been another fun week because there was nudity. Yeah, there was. There and, definitely was. And, and there love, was darkness. We love nudity. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe even an impregnation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, first, what we like to do is tweets of the week because I like to explore the neighbor's hashtag and find some nuggets. So, okay. This is from at Mr. Chiswick, who's from the UK. Who's running the nursery these days? Sonia hasn't been there since her rehab of Paul and Toadie's broken bum. Well, Nate's working there. Nate's working there. And then a follow-up tweet from Telep1977. Nate's working there now. I'd be careful with him digging random six-foot holes around the place. <laughs> He's going to ruin all the, the, all the stock. <laughs> He's going to start planting all these seeds on top of each other. <laughs> I'm just weeding. L underscore and underscore J underscore rule. This is about Amber. I've never been so sure of anything in my life. <laughs> Until last week. Yeah. <laughs> says the woman who wanted to be single mere weeks ago. Oh, Amber. A Joe underscore Melb. How long has Drab been a teacher? Did he get his qualifications from the same place as Libby? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I think I think actually his wife maybe sent off um, a, a document in the mail and then he got one from like one of those overseas universities. Yeah. 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 I think he actually, Therese has organised it all. Therese did and it he, for and him. And he's never done any of the university. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. And finally, at Novelty Raging, if I learned anything from Neighbours, it's that Victorians relate to each other solely by which AFL team they support. <laughs> it's true, we had a good five minutes of Toadie and Cat. Yeah, we did, we did. Sparring. And I really, like, as an Essendon supporter, we've been through a lot recently. Sorry for those in the UK that don't want to hear this. But we've been through a lot recently, and I really respect Toadie holding on, holding the flag. <laughs> Thanks, Toadie. I'm with you. Right, let's kick off the week. We go right back to episode 7051 on Monday. The blurb from Foxtel is Amber and Daniel reunite, but Josh refuses to give up. Oh, Josh. Josh. He's like an antelope. Oh, Josh. He's just prancing through Ramsey Street, hoping for something good to happen to him. I don't even think he has a job. Well, he's got his community service that he never goes to. He holds the vest a lot. He wears that vest in every scene. Yeah. Okay, the cliffhanger from last week, the week before, was Amber's been bowled over Mm. by her own car, Hermione. Mm. Someone's stealing it. Yeah, and she's pretty much practically killed, almost killed. Yeah, I mean, inches. Yeah, and so she's lying on the side of the road and goes to give someone a call, and we're led to believe that the person she calls is the one she ends up with. And she was on Jay in her phone book. Oh. So this is actually a lie. Yeah. Well, maybe she... Who else starts with Jay? Josh. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to think <laughs> outside the box. I really maybe want Josh was, and Amber to work maybe it Maybe she was going to call Jared Rebecca. Oh, actually. And he's and a good one because she, yeah. she could have sued the guy. She could have had legal advice, mm. which would have been a more sensible phone call. No. she could, So then Daniel appears mm. and he... She's like, oh, this is destiny. We're meant to be together. All right. I'm just going to throw it out there. Maybe Daniel was driving the car. This is the conspiracy theory that's mm. going at the moment. So Daniel drives the car, bowls her over to orchestrate a bit of fate. Parks safely down the road. Yeah. And then trots on back. Yeah. Just in time. Yeah. For probably. fate. Yeah. He does seem pretty evil. Because we, I was really excited 
for this attempted murder and to find out who this carjacker was. Imagine the storylines we could have got out of that. It just got left. Yeah, we, we didn't get to see what happened. Mm. I don't think, did they go to the cops? I don't, I don't think there's been anything. Like, I don't even think anyone's tried to find the car. And her dad's a cop. Yeah. Wouldn't he be on this? Well, he's got a lot on, as he, we'll find he, out he later in the week. He's flat chat with his moonlighting. Mm. Uh, now, but poor old Josh, Pastora Josh. No. <laughs> never gives up. During the week at some point he brought up like, oh, you'll be able to do it. Just like when I was training for the Commonwealth Games. Like, poor oh, little poppet. Oh, like, no. just like when I had a life. Remember then? Yeah. yeah. And so he's, people are giving him false hope, like Paige and everyone are just saying, oh, you, yeah, just keep talking to Amber. They shouldn't be encouraging this behaviour. No. So he's taken this old photo that they've found and he's uploaded it online. Oh, yeah, did the murder photo. Josh is, like, excited about this photo because yeah. oh, he's put it up and it's all – everyone's a buzz. Mm-hmm. He runs around to Amber's place. Uh-oh, Amber mm. and Daniel uh, – Daniel's get, got his shirt off. Getting it on on the couch. Yeah. Thanks, Amber. That's not a family couch no, or anything. Yeah, the family yeah. home. It's like Oof. she doesn't have a bedroom. Yeah. And she doesn't own that house anymore. So yeah, yeah, because that's happened that was last a week. Missed opportunity. Yeah, but I don't know. Anyway, but Daniel, let's face it, they lived in a car. It's not like they really care where they are. No. No. And that's the other thing. They wanted to put down roots and buy their own house a little while ago. Oh man! Like, you know, she could have been a homeowner. Why don't they get a bunk and put it out the back of the cafe? Yeah, and they could live in the cafe together, or. They could make, instead of it being a cafe, it could be like um, where people travel. Sorry. Oh, like an internet cafe? No. like oh, backpackers. A, a backpackers. They could open a backpackers. Imagine all the storylines from that. Oh, you can get a lot of UK crossover. Yeah, it's like, remember last year we were saying they need a caravan park? Yes, definitely. This is it. This is it. This is it. Get rid of off-air bar. Yeah. And make a backpackers. Yeah. But I feel like off-air bar is now going to become the uni bar, right? I guess, yeah, oh, yeah. even though it's all in the same place. Because as we'll find out later in the week, they had a toga party at Lassiter's. Yeah, in the that Lassiter's was Lassiter's, right? Complex. Yeah. So yeah. they need somewhere to hang out, these uni kids. No, they do. But I tell you what, over summer, I don't know what's happened, but she's got some tanning done. She's had extensions put in as extensions? well. Extensions? I knew there was something. And her skin's glowing. Yeah, and I feel like they're using a different camera for her now. Oh. I don't know what's going on. Something's happened. Yeah, and he's tan, isn't he? Yeah. And look. Maybe I need to accept that they're going to be together forever. I, I think I might have to accept that poor Joshua is going to have to find a new girl, but there's no girls left on Ramsey Street. Uh, Josh, we've already decided Josh needs to go to military school. Yeah, that's a great idea. Or join the army. Nate needs to recruit him. Can you join the army if you have a criminal record? Probably not. I mean, it seems unwise. <laughs> Maybe he can join the Selvos. Oh, he, Harold can yeah. mentor him when he comes well, for the 30th. Soon. Yeah, the yeah. 30th anniversary. Now... With this photo business, so Paul and Sue Parker are at loggerheads over the Erinsborough Festival. Yeah. And we think, okay, whatever, they're just talking shop. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're arguing and stuff. And now Paige is hanging around and to get Sue Parker off his back, Paul offers Paige this job of designing the logo for yeah. the yeah. town festival. And I just assumed wouldn't the festival just use like the council logo or something? Yeah. Also like there's, there'd be a graphic designer in at the council. Yeah. Yeah. And it would be their job. So yeah. Imagine- but, and also I love that she sketches it. Like she takes yeah. it back to 1984 and sketches it and then they send it off to a graphic designer. I'm assuming to yeah. get it made into a, an image that they can use. It's interesting that weird. pages pe- painted as this really loaded character. Mm. 
but she doesn't have a laptop with Photoshop on it. No, no. Like, I feel like, why can't she just ma- – anyway. But that's yeah. all right. She can go to the Eden Hills University soon. and I guess. Yeah, she'll find out what a great time the others are having at uni and she'll want to jump on board. Yeah, and then maybe she can do the course and get herself a new laptop and um, become a designer. Yeah, great. Yeah, instead of an artist. <laughs> and then – Paige comes round to talk about the logo job with Paul and he's like, oh, I wasn't really giving you a job. Yeah. How, how could you not know I was lying? <laughs> I wanted to get Sue Parker off my back. And then Paige, open, they open the door and this rando appears and face punches Paul mm. right in the face. And then we find out why Paul is actually against the photo being up in the shop. It turns out that it's not because he killed the person with the dead legs. Yep. Which is what I think we all kind of thought a little bit. Yeah. Um, it was actually that he's the one kissing in the front of the frame. And in the back of the frame, it's Sue Parker. Yeah. And they're having a bit of a makeout sesh in the middle of the day in yeah. front of this random sleeping person's legs. And as a collection of, of clues, Sue Parker brings out the bangle that she was wearing that day. Yeah. And says, I still have this. And he recognized it. By the way, I'm so pumped that Sue has been able to keep this bangle. Oh, yeah. Because it's not like it was diamonds or anything. Like it was like one that you buy at like you know diva yeah and (laughs) and then you wear it to that particular event because it matches your shoes and that's it pretty much and you never see it again when you do a spring clean it it goes into the bin yeah you whack that one on on the internet and sell it for a dollar fifty yeah and you feel happy with yourself (laughs) she she held on (laughs) she held on to that and i feel like after kissing paul robinson you should burn everything right yeah or maybe she's a hoarder yeah she must be that's the only explanation and so Basically, she and and Paul have to confront Josh about taking this photo down and saying, well, look, we were the ones making out in that photo. Sue was married. You can't ruin a marriage. Take the photo down. Yeah, and Josh, with his soft heart, he took it down. Yeah, really, because well, he, he doesn't have any purpose at the moment. The, his reason for putting the photo up is now gone. Yeah. Yeah. Amber's, Amber's got not, a bloke. Yeah. Then finally on Monday, Toadie. Okay, so... He's trying to play cricket with Nell. His oh, to- that's right. His they toddler. still live there. <laughs> his daughter, his actual daughter still is hanging around. Yeah. Even though he's not interested in her because she can't play cricket. Yeah. And, and to- she's not interested, Toadie. How about bending around and having cups of tea with Nell? Yeah, she instead wants of- to have tea parties like Brennan. Brennan has tea parties with Nell. Mm-hmm. Be a good dad, Toadie. Yeah. Just saying. Now, Kat, who was Junkie Aaron's estranged daughter, mm-hmm. formed an attachment to Toadie. Yeah. Not, not so much Sonia, but Sonia's part of the deal. Now, am I right that she has gay foster parents? Oh. Because... No. No. Because well, her, 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 they're pregnant. The mom, I thought the mum and dad... Well, I thought she said she she's learnt about Blah Blah's pregnancy to the mum. So I think there's... Oh. So I feel like she doesn't have a dad. So that's why she's attached to Toadie. Oh, wow. That's, well, that's a fascinating layer. Okay, I need to go back and find that out. I'll let you know next time I'm back. Well, I hope that's the case. Yeah. That's I, I really hope. interesting. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like pushed on us like normally something like that would yeah. be. But, um, yeah, I feel that she doesn't have a father figure. Okay. And so she's attached to Tony because of things in common. Yeah, like their yeah. mullets that we've established. <laughs> yeah, they definitely look related. Yeah. Like they both have the same curl. Exactly. And it's shiny curl too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they, they both like sport, but every sport, mm. like they're not discerning. No, no, they're not discerning at all. They're like that... they are with teams and they have a bit of a biff-biff about the teams and who's better. Yeah, and cricket. But mm. like they could turn on the TV and like 10-pin bowling could be on and they'd sit down yeah. and go, great, get some popcorn, yeah. we're sorted. And Tony loves this because he feels that he's missing this now with Callum, you know, 
working in Silicon Valley and being Mark Zuckerberg. And Callum only ever wanted to play video games anyway. Yeah, that's true. Oh, the wrestling. Well, yeah. Well, it's not really sport, is it? It's more of a game. What is it? It's more like a dance. <laughs> I have no idea what it is. We're the wrong audience. A play. It's theatre. Now, Kat drops this bombshell that she doesn't want to actually live with her foster parents. She keeps pretending she's missed the train back to Albury. Yeah. And Kate, Neighbours' Kate, kept tweeting the timetable for the Albury train. <laughs> going, Thanks, Kate. Going, there's no way she could have missed the evening train. And <laughs> There's a few probably, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a common trip. Yeah. And, and also, like, it's not a quick trip. It's four, about four hours. Yeah. So, like, I feel like, you know, when they're like, come anytime. It's like, you know, she's a kid and yeah. getting, like, that's a long trip anyway. And it's probably an expensive train ticket. It's, it's like probably, probably $80. Yeah. yeah. Toadie's like, well, can't she just stay, you know, can't she just stay for the night, blah, blah, blah. He's like, please, Sonia, let me keep the kid. <laughs> and Sonia, for once in her life, doesn't want to meddle. Yeah. Like she meddles everywhere else. She does. She's a meddler. Like she'd rather have junkie Erin stay with them than this lovely 15-year-old girl. Yeah, who seems really sweet, even though she's lying about her foster parents. Yeah. And now moving to Tuesday. Tuesday's blurb is, Brad contemplates quitting his job. Mm, Brad. <laughs> and look, because Brad is a quitter. All right. But, like, I want to point out that the reason it's in the synopsis is Brad doesn't think often. So when he does, we should probably point it out. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. And anyway, so he says to Susan, I'd like to talk to you later about my future at the school. Yeah. So he's, we'll get to his, his powwow with Susan and how he fixes his career in a second. Because mm. we'll round off Toadie and Sonia. I'm pretty sad because I was quite attached to Kat myself. Yeah, and I really thought she was going to stay, actually. Because we don't really have a tomboy girl, a sporty girl on the street. No, not at the moment, no. So she would have been a nice kind of match Mm. for all the other girls and for, you know, Bailey. Bailey got along well with her and stuff. Also, I don't really know how old she is, but maybe Josh could have gone out with her. (laughs) He likes sport. She's way too good for Josh. I know, but they both like sport. I know, yeah. Yeah. But I felt like she would be good for Bailey because she gets him out of the house. He's always on his computer. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So they start, you know, talking it over and considering taking this girl in. Like, guys, you can't just take someone else's child. I know it's wrong. <laughs> but also, like, I love the fact that they're not keeping Callum's room warm. Nah. In any measure. Nah. Nah. Not on Ramsey Street. You uh, leave that room for a few months and the chances are there's going to be a new kid in it when you get home. I hope Callum took his stuff with him. Yeah, I hope I he did. Say. Yeah. And He's I'll not look, coming back. I love how they don't even Skype him in to go family meeting. No. Let's get a new sister. <laughs> is he is he coming back? He might chop her in for his high school graduation. Mm, that would be nice, like Romeo and Michelle style. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was really funny the other week. We were watching Neighbours, and my husband said to me, "Where's Callum?" Like he pops <laughs> in every now and then because he doesn't watch it as regularly. And I said, "He's in Silicon Valley." And my husband looked at me like, "What?" Like. <laughs> My husband was like, I'm not in Silicon Valley. How did Callum get there? And I said, oh, well, he just randomly figured out he was a game genius and he's he made moved an there. He made yeah, an yeah. And I kind of explained it like in the, well, like he was a loser and then Susan suddenly realised he wasn't a loser and he was like really talented. Which is what happened with Ben, Libby's Ben. They're like, oh, here's a piano. Okay, now you're a piano genius. Why, yeah. didn't, why didn't we discover this sooner? Yeah, it happens a lot around that street. There's yeah. something in the water. Yeah. But also, like, there's a large chance he's not coming back because how is he going to come back from Silicon Valley and living the high life there oh, yeah. to Ramsey Street? Yeah, he's not going to get a job at, um, like, at... There's nowhere he can get a job. I decided to suddenly wreck my brain going, is he going to work at the nursery? Like, is he going to work yeah. at the mechanics? <laughs> he might open up his own game design studio in Lasseter's. He can, he, he can open an EB Games. Yes. 
That's it. Like he can't he can't work at Facebook or Google or nah. whatever the hell he's working now. <laughs> Poor bro, Callum. Toadie's still trying to bond with Kat despite the fact that Sonia's trying to send her back to her foster parents. So he buys these women's ice hockey tickets. Oh, he's got given this gift of women's ice hockey tickets yeah. from a client, which, by the way, cheap gift. Yeah, whoever. $12 maybe, yeah. <laughs> like, how do, it's such a specific thing for a client to give their they mu- lawyer. They must own the ice house or something. Yeah, or their daughter's one of the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like, how do you do that, like, without looking weird? Yeah, like, yeah. it's a very specific sport to assume someone's going to be a fan of. Yeah, just get, like, a ticketing voucher Yeah, so they can go to a sport they enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they enjoy themselves. I mean, but as, as, as it would happen, Kat and Toady were both pumped for some women's ice hockey. Yeah, they want to see some women lose their teeth. Yeah, so they're getting ready to go, and Kat's been telling all these porky pies about – her foster parents saying, oh, they don't let me put milk on my cereal. I have to have water. And, like, I can only have two meals a day. And all these, like, Oliver Twist stories. Yeah, yeah. And then Sonia basically calls bullshit and says, actually, I invented those stories <laughs> and I used to tell them with your mum yeah. about our foster parents. So what's the deal? Mm. And Kat's busted and basically just said, they're going to have a new baby and they don't want me. Why would they want their foster kid? Mm. And so they bring the mum in. We finally, I'm like, are you guys not going to involve another adult in this situation? <laughs> finally. And they haven't even called child services. No. <laughs> They're just like, you're our kid now. Her caseworker's just got no idea where this kid is. Like, <laughs> poor woman. It's a tough week in the office for her. I know. And she's probably been on Christmas break and she's coming back into this. Yeah. She's like, oh, I've lost a kid. <laughs> she in Aubrey. She in Melbourne. Like. So they bring the foster mum in, who's a lovely lady, a Mm. very nice, typical lovely lady, and says, no, we love Kat. We want her to be a big sister to our baby that we're having. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, they had a rough track to having a kid, these people, and they've put the hat out on on the open and and fostered Kat. And then Kat just says, nah. Nah, see ya. <laughs> runs away. I like these people because they take me to sporting events. Yeah. It's like it's maybe not... maybe express that. They would have taken you to sporting events in Aubrey. There's not much sport going on in Aubrey. It, that is true. But Might be some VFL. I think people go there on tour. Like yeah, sports right. Teams. Okay. Yeah. To get the country involved in whatever the sport is. Okay. So yeah. Kat's going to be fine. And Toadie says, look, you've got to go back with your foster parents, but you can visit any time. Plus, there's a lot to do. There's a high instance of teen pregnancy up there. So there's probably a lot she can do. <laughs> she can probably throw her own baby into the mix and yeah. they can have a big, happy family. <laughs> now, Tarage is back from her trip to whirlwind trip to Canada. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Pepper's... Uh, Pepper. Piper. Piper. Whoops. Piper, has met a man. Piper is there imaginary daughter that lives in another country by herself as a teenager. Yeah, I actually feel she's not imaginary. What's happened is she went there and went, my parents, nah, I don't want to know them anymore. No. Nah, I'm going to stay here. She, I'm legally divorcing myself from my, emancipating. I'm emancipating <laughs> myself from my family. But she's met a man and I want to yeah, shout out. Ryan. I can't remember which one of us thought that last year, but we thought that's the only reason yes. she's staying. And he's a hockey player. He is, which oh, that is like, Creme de la creme yeah. but, uh, up in uh, Canada. Well done, Piper. And I feel like this is a wasted opportunity because Imogen would be seething with jealousy mm. that her little sister is picking up hockey players in Canada Yeah, and she can't get the hippie next door to yeah. fall for her. Imogen, her brain is full with seething and anger. But it's all right. She's at uni 
And what she's going to be. She's Well, let's hope she does a full course. And she's way too okay with the fact that she got into Eden Hills Uni. I know. Like She tried really hard. She would have put Melbourne as her top preference. Yeah. And it's kind of like, remember on Dawson's Creek when they all ended up just going to that same uni? The one around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just sort of like, oh, that's upsetting. Yeah. Like, I can't remember which one on Dawson's Creek really we felt could do more. Probably Katie Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. And... It's kind of like on Saved by the Bell, the college years, where they, they had to all put them all in the same uni, even mm-hmm. though some, one of them got into Stanford or whatever. Like, oh. too bad, you're not going to Stanford. Beverly Hills, Andrea <laughs> yeah. just went to the local uni. Yeah. No Harvard for her. She got knocked up, nah. remember? Oh, look, sad days, the, yeah. the tertiary yeah. education of our fictional characters. No. It's just really sad. And with this day and age of online education, mm-hmm. I feel that she could have got into Melbourne yeah. and, and, and not even got into lectures that much. So, oh, and then Drab, Brad, said about his daughter, no wonder she doesn't want to come home. Guys, you get to decide when your daughter comes home. How old is this child? She's supposed to be younger than the twins. and she, she's Oh, suppo- she's to raise his real natural child, is she? Yeah. But he has another one, right? Ned. He's Natalie Imbruglia's kid. Okay. Yep, great. They, I don't know where they are. And then he's got Lauren's kid. Yeah. And then he's got... The twins. The twins. And then Piper. Yeah, so Piper's supposed so, to be like 16, which meant she went on exchange to Canada when she was 15. And here's the hint, there. hint. If you're trying to get pregnant, a personal trainer is very virile. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Drab is questioning his his future as a teacher. Well, mainly Susan's questioning it because he's incompetent. So yeah. by association, he's questioning it. Yeah, and I'm assuming there's a board, an education board, that at one point is going to tell Susan, you need to stop employing people that aren't teachers Yeah, to teach people. Because this is a school. Yeah. Not a temp agency. No, and we're trying to actually educate these children so they can go to universities that, universities that are not Eden Hills. Oh, they're all at Eden Hills. Yeah. Every year you go through the paper and you see some schools are like, oh, 10 of our kids got ducks and 10 of our kids are going to uh, Monash or whatever. And Erinsborough High is like, all of our kids are going to the uni next door. Or they dropped out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And one of them's doing community service. Yeah. <laughs> um, the shitbag kid, who's Sue Parker's son, Jaden, mm-hmm. he's acting up. He's yeah. bullying Bailey. And that's because of the tension that's happening in his household. Yes. Over Paul. Over Paul. <laughs> Which is a great tie-in, actually, because we don't think he's related. it's related at all. We just think he's being a little shit. Yeah, and also, can I just mention, I forgot to mention when Paul got um, punched, he was quite a biffy man, wasn't he? Yeah. And Sue Parker's, she's quite a proper... She's dainty. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was happy about the pairing. Yeah, yeah. it was a nice yeah. pairing. Yeah. Now... Brad's handling it. He's like, what's going on here, mate? And yeah, and Susan's always trying to get involved. And she can do it better yeah. than Brad. Of course she can. <laughs> now, Drab says to Jaden, lunchtime detention for you and bring your sneakers. Mm. And we're thinking, oh, oh what's this? Yeah. Tough De- mutter. Detention with yeah. sneakers. And Susan's like, you sure you don't want me to handle this? Just bring it to my office. And Brad's like, no, nah, I got this. I got this, Suze. Yeah. So the kid comes in with his runners And Brad's like, we're going for a jog. Mm. This is supposed to be Brad's groundbreaking teaching technique or disciplinary technique. Running. Running, (laughs) doing laps of the oval or whatever. So they go running for half an hour. They come back and that's when the kid just miraculously opens up Mm. to Drab and says, my parents are fighting because of an old photo. I don't know what to do. I'm sad. (laughs) (laughs) Which to me, like, I've known jocks in my time. I just think that... Brad just got lucky with that one. I don't think that was some magical technique. No. no. And then he decides that he he's going to be a teacher now. 
Like he's found this passion. He's like, oh, I just have to run. And then he has this big idea of because Susan sees Jaden and he's like, hello, Mrs. Kennedy. And she goes, oh, what a turnaround. You've changed the child. You've worked Who's miracles. been a problem for years, this yeah. kid. Oh, this one run has done it. Yeah. Yep. Clearly he wasn't running enough at footy training. Mm. So Brad's idea is I'm going to start a running club mm. after school. Yeah, everyone's going to get involved. My question, CJ, is why doesn't the school already have a running club? Like, our school had a cross-country group. Oh, that's true. I always tried to get out of that. Yeah. No, but an actual after-school. You remember our friends? Like, yeah, a couple yeah. of our friends yeah, we would used run. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Not would us. Run. Like, it's, it's a very easy thing to block out of your mind. Yeah. People and did do it. Do you remember Huff and Puff? We used to have something before school called Huff and Puff. Sounds hideous. It was awful. It was the worst thing in the world. And we'd run around the block before school. Oh, it was it was terrible. It was inhumane. Yeah, but so it's not like Brad's invented this. No. This is something that schools do offer. But then again, like he slipped into this job quite quickly. Maybe they didn't have a PA teacher before. Him. Maybe, and maybe Susan's just letting him have this one. Yeah, just she's like, "Oh, well done." Actually, um, Mr. Mr. Jones is running the running yeah. club. But um, okay, don't worry. You can make your own. Make another one. He does it before school. You can do one after. Yeah, yeah. And then he can start taking yoga on the lawn again. Oh, I miss that. As much as I made fun of it, I miss his Pilates classes on the lawn. See, but that would be a good idea because yeah. that would de-stress. And a lot of the thug kids at school would get in touch with their mindfulness and their sense of Yeah, the, the connectedness of their body. Yeah. But anyway, no. jocks um, will run. And now when he says to Susan this running thing and then he, she says, you want to talk about like your future? And he's like, nah, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Nah, I'm fixed. <laughs> And he sort of did this moment that was like the end of a 90s sitcom where he like jumped up in the air and like clicked his heels together and was really excited yeah. about how he done. And then they all like ran off in happiness together. It was great. Now, speaking of yoga, Naomi's doing a bit of yoga, a bit of she downward is. dog in the backyard. Oh. And Detective Mechanic is doing some hammering. Yeah. Which. Is this, this is all very symbolic. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We saw that. Like, if I'd not seen this episode, I would have thought what you just said was pretty inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> He's just practicing his thrust. No, his hammering is getting on her nerves. And so she calls him over the fence and he jumps the fence and starts doing yoga with Naomi. Now, these two. And of course, he does it like pretty well straight away and takes his yeah, top off. Because he's pretty fit. Yeah. yeah. I did yoga recently at the gym and um, there was a football player in there. Yeah. And I swear to God, he'd probably never done it before, but he was excellent at it. <sighs> And I feel like that was what Brennan yeah. did. He just like said, I can take my hand at this. Yeah, he's doing and a handstand. Yeah. And now the, the two of them have already put on the table that they're going to have a physical no-strings relationship at some point. Yeah. We don't know when this is going to be. Very adult. Yeah, we're really excited about this. And we'll get in more of that into mm. more of that. He's concerned because she's being pursued by D'Amato. Mm, bad who, guy. He's just dodgy. I don't know anything about him other than he's dodgy. Yeah. He, he bribed her and now she wants to go to the police and make a statement. He wants her to withdraw the statement and he threatens her by breaking one of her garden gnomes mm. and says, you know, the more where that came from. And says things like, your mother's just had a heart attack. Yeah. She should be careful. You want to be, be careful what you say to people. By the way, well done, Naomi. When we first met Naomi, not only did she not care about her mother's garden gnome, she didn't care about her mother. Yeah. And she, she wasn't... Um, she would have jumped straight into the physical relationship without talking about it first. Yeah, true. Yeah. So well done, growth on Naomi's. Fantastic. Yeah. So she's all freaked, right? But then we get to this amazing moment, one of the highlights of the week, where she comes home into the backyard and she opens the gate and she sees like a hundred smashed 
garden gnomes. Mm. Like every single one of those garden gnomes destroyed. It was a terrifying moment for that garden. Gnomes as gnomes. <laughs> no more. No more. No more. And it's pretty funny because are we imagining that this th- that this dodgy guy got his hired goons around? Yeah, and they just went and broke gnomes. Like, I've got a job for you fellas. Bring it in. Bring it in. Um, you want me to knock someone off? No, no, no. Just go and break their lawn ornaments. Or did did he send them round and one of the goons went, hey, look at all these gnomes. <laughs> like, they don't match the landscaping. <laughs> we should reorganise this. I can't take this. <laughs> look, an interesting manoeuvre, but it rattled her, that's for sure. Yeah. The garden's ruined. And I love it. And she straight away, Kyle comes in and he's like, what's going on here, Naomi? Yeah. And she says, mum did it. (laughs) It's the most disturbing excuse. (laughs) Like mum came out and broke all the notes. Your ailing mother. Like why? I would be driving her straight to hospital if I found out that that's what she'd done. (laughs) Like she she could have blamed it on Josh or someone. Yeah, I'd love it if she'd blamed it on Josh. That would have been excellent. (laughs) And she could have said to him, look, I need you to do this. And in exchange, I might pass you again. Yeah, yeah. But. She just went straight for, like, the weird psychotic version. Yeah, and so Kyle, and we're moving into Wednesday now, so Kyle is just distraught. Like, oh, God, I thought she was getting better, but clearly she's lost, she's off her gourd if she's destroying her own (laughs) possessions. So he goes gung-ho into trying to fix that. Yeah. Mm. And meanwhile, Naomi goes straight to the police and withdraws her statement. And I like that Brandon was supportive. Um, Also because he kind of wants to get in her pants pretty soon so yeah he's like whatever you want to do let's um, speed this process up yeah now i love them yeah they're yeah. <laughs> they're just they're hot-blooded like, they're ready to go do you actually feel that it was written because of their chemistry because i do i hope so I yeah think, i hope so now oh what i thought was a fair point from naomi is she said to dad cop down at the cop shop can you provide me with any security and he <laughs> goes no no, we're, we're not un- even allowed to do overtime. We're under-resourced and you're not getting any security, which I think is pretty harsh. Yeah, and like for the amount of crime that goes on in this small little um, suburban town, they, they don't have enough cops. No. Like they, they haven't even solved the, the legs under the tree in no, that photo. they haven't like, solved the, who stole the car. They, they haven't even reported it. No one's even done the paperwork. <laughs> no, one's done, no one's filed it. Did their flat chat. But can't they bring someone in from the city to... Watch their witness. Yeah, but no. I feel like Tomato's probably got, like, this is their opportunity to get, like, a really bad guy. Like, he broke gnomes. This is, like, underbelly Tomato. Yeah. Underbelly gnomes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you, neighbours, for providing this storyline for us so we could talk about it. Yeah, really. It's it's a great service you do. Oh, so then Naomi comes into the bar. She's bought new gnomes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. And she just popped out to get them. Yeah. And I love how, from like... The, probably from the nursery. No one's actually going to be, like, attached to them enough to notice they're different. No. Nah. And so this is why Sonia never actually has to work at the nursery. Because all it takes is Naomi to walk in and buy every gnome in the place. Yeah. And she's paid the bills for a week. It must have been really expensive. And Naomi doesn't really have a job. Like, no. she's organising that one festival. Let's face it, she's probably only getting $1,200 for that. Yeah. And she it's like six months getting work. it yet. Yeah, she wouldn't have got it yet. Gosh, no. Paul wouldn't have paid that invoice. Yeah, so it's probably Sheila's own money that paid for the replacement mm. gnomes. Finally, Kyle spills the beans to Sheila and he's like, look, I'm worried about you because you broke gnomes as gnomes. And he actually says gnomes as gnomes. Yeah, and he stops and you know, it was a pretty fun moment. Full marks to yeah. that. And then so Sheila comes clean. And so Naomi comes clean and says, look, I've been threatened. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to worry you guys. And Sheila straight away 
says, what the hell are you doing? What did we raise you to be? And then they went, cannings are made of tough stuff. <laughs> it was pretty cute. It was adorable because they both said it in unison. And, like, and with the same amount of please mum, don't yeah, make us. Don't, don't make, put me in trouble. <laughs> Even she, though they're not mum. No, yeah. Colette Nan's like, put, go down to the police station, put your statement back in and t- don't let this guy intimidate you, which is, I thought was a great attitude. And It's maybe not going to be great for everyone in Ramsey Street, no, but anyway. Someone's going to get knocked off, but that's fine. And by the way, have you noticed that, and then she, she confronts D'Amato's goons? Yes, the goons are all hanging around at the bric-a-brac shop or grease monkeys. They're hanging around at grease. And I'm like, what kind of bad guy only goes to the extent of owning grease monkeys? Like, he's not that bad, is he, really? No, he just wants his his staff to have lots of burgers. Yeah, and he has four goons. Yeah. Like, that's large amount of goons. I mean, I guess there were a lot of gnomes to break. <laughs> there was. But it's like, the, everyone grab a handful. Have, uh, do they have other things to do? I guess not. I, yeah. Anyway. Well, because no, because everyone else put their withdrew their statements. So job done. Well, he must be kind of bad. I mean, if Paul doesn't think much no. of him, then. <laughs> um, and what I loved was Naomi went to the goons and handed them the bill for the gnomes. Yeah, excellent. Actually, that's why she doesn't need to pay for them. Oh, that's right. She probably she's said, getting a refund. She probably said to Sonia, "I'll take this on IOU. Oh, um, some Sonya. goons are going to come around and pay this bill." Oh. <laughs> So, yeah, because th- th- that's going to happen. You can't yeah. get a good person to pay an invoice, let alone. <laughs> so then Naomi's all high on life because she's solved all her problems. Mm. And, of course, through this whole episode, Brennan has had a sore shoulder. He's been nursing a little mm. muscle injury. Which, to be honest, straight away I thought he had, like, a, a, t- a really big, like, health problem. Yeah, right. Like, that was my first point of that's call. That's true, when it, whenever you dr- someone's drawn a, a, something is drawn attention to like that, it's mm. cancer or something. Yeah, yeah, he has arm cancer. Yeah, arm cancer. So she's like, come around and use the spa. Mm. Oh, that's all right. And then you're like, that's why and, he's got the sore arm. And he's like, don't need to tell me twice, except she does need to tell him twice, come around and use the spa. And then he does. And then and then come come into my room and then yeah. like she just keeps, she has to keep pointing it out. It. Yeah. The best thing though is For a that, detective, he's not that cluey. No. And the thing is, what I liked is that she she timed it perfectly. She was in her bathers, she had the spa running, she had the champagne popped mm. and knew when he was going to walk through the door. She didn't tell him a time. She didn't say come and have a spa at eight o'clock. No, she, she was just, just she, could, she could smell it. Like she must have been... You know, bathers since five o'clock or something. Just ready to ready. go. <laughs> but you know what? I really uh, back on the gnome growth, emotional growth. Yeah, she used to only use the sexuality. Yes. To impress men who had money. That's true. And now she's using it for her own pleasure. Yeah, just for a bit of fun. Mm, good for her. So they've had the spa. She's giving him a massage with the tiger balm. Like, yeah. hello. I hope she washes those hands. Yeah, because that that'll burn. Yeah, that'll burn for sure. That's going to burn in some sensitive areas. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the best line of the week. Oh, no. Then, okay, actually we leave them with the tiger bar because mm-hmm. we'll pick them up again. I'm racing f- way too far ahead. Fair enough. I, they excite me. <laughs> because we've got to deal with the dullards. Um, I mean, we have got to deal with Lucy wanting to have a baby. God, we, we, we do. We do need to deal with it. There's a lot of issues that have been brought up with this this week. I don't know what the disease is with the genetic thing, yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just a disease that they could, she and Chris could possibly pass on mm-hmm. to a baby. So he's backed out of the baby daddy plan. And he's in his Lasseter's uniform, even though he, I've never seen him do one shift at that hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's doing great there, like him right no. now. Yeah. Paul's he's, never going to be on this. No, nah, he's always having lattes. And Terry Age is just too racked with guilt that mm. she's ruined his life. She Her has. son ruined his life. So yeah. she's like, have as many lattes at Harold's as you want. Yeah. But also, he's no longer struggling physically in, in any way. No. Yeah. Which is great. I guess all he had him. to do was a tree change and become a... Um, Whatever he is. Hotelier. Yeah. And now Lucy... Robinson is moving on with her baby plans and mm-hmm. she's had the Danish sperm shipped over. Sitting in the freezer. 
except it thawed or it didn't thaw properly. Yeah, which I believe is actually really common. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine someone's hopped onto the wiki and sort of, mm. sorted yeah, out sort those of details. So that's it. She was ovulating and she's like, I'm not going to wait till next month and get more sperm. I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to be a mum now. Like, that's it. <laughs> and and then Paul's starting to put the guilt onto oh, Chris. Paul, because he has a heart. Yeah, he does connect with his sister. And now you've got a solution to this, don't you, CJ? Yeah. So I'm sitting around and I'm thinking, okay, so Chris has got some bad genes. But she just needs to get out there and find somebody that doesn't have bad genes. And also maybe stop, like, organising the situation yeah. and just be a bit of a hussy for a week. Yeah. Go sleep with some people. And I was thinking, who can she sleep with? And automatically I thought, oh, she can't sleep with anyone. I thought, no, 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 no. We've got Brennan. The world is her oyster. Yeah. Brennan has lovely genes. Brennan's randy at the moment. By all indications, Brennan is off health. Yeah. And then we have Josh. He yeah. was a sports star. He's got no goals. He doesn't care. He, do- he doesn't have any goals at all. He can't go to America because he has a criminal record. Right. So she could parent without any problems. Any uh, Pistora Josh interfering. Yeah. Carl, look, he, Carl, Carl's married, yeah. but he's always, he's always possible. Yeah, Carl's a tricky one. It's best to stay away from Carl, Lucy. Yep. Maybe he could ask Nate. I mean, they wouldn't have sex. Well, that's but, the thing. My solution yeah. is Nate's right there. Yeah, he's right there. And he's a great contender. Yeah, but he doesn't want to be a father. Which is perfect. Yeah. So just do the donation. The Danish guy didn't want to be a father. Nah. Well, what about um, Brad? Because he's virile. Yes. Brad, sorry, I forgot about him. Brad and he, with any chance, they actually went out. No. Way back when. So, I mean, that's just like, you know, riding a bike. All right. So we're going to put a question out at Mm. the end about who you think Lucy's other baby daddy options could have been. G'day, g'day, it's Toad. And Sonia. Come down to Sonia's Nursery. Our prices are bare rooted. We've got crab apples, six foot weeping cherries, seven foot mop tops. Anything that sounds made up, we sell. We grow all the plants ourselves. And as a recovering drug addict, I've got loads of horticultural experience. Bring the trailer and stock up on neighbours be gone hedges to block out the couple nooding up at number 28. Get down to Sonia's Nursery, Erinsborough, and get bare Bare rooted before it's too late. All right. This is Neighbours with Vaya and CJ, and we've got to get into Thursday because there's a lot happening. There's dating in the dark. Mm-hmm. Colette, Colette, at, at the house. Yeah, Colette Nan wants to try out this new activity for her bar. And instead of trying it out at the bar mm. with maybe some waiters or whatever, no. she wants to do it in her living room. Yeah, but she did get that headgear. Oh, yeah, the night vision goggles. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So she's put in some, some professional effort. She invested. Effort. She yeah. jumped on eBay and got that done. Yeah. And Pick up now. What I love is Paul Robinson's attitude to dating in the dark was, it's going to be an OHNS nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like he cares about the health of his staff. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's why she's having it in her living room. And not charging anyone. She's just making a negative from this, actually. Yeah. Now, Sheila walks in and this is where she interrupts. Brennan and Naomi, where she's just told Brennan, Naomi's just told Brennan to lie down, and he's like, "Oh, I'll lie down on this couch." And she oh, goes, this is the line of the yeah, week. Line yeah. of the week, right? Where Naomi says, "Are you waiting for an invitation to enter a lady's bedroom?" Because I believe I gave you one. Amazing, amazing. And yeah. he's like gobsmacked. His jaws on the floor. He doesn't know what to do. I love it. The adults. Oh, they're just the they're, adults being saucy, giving in. That's amazing. It's better than when Daniel takes his top off. It's it's so because all we have is teenagers going, I love you, no, I love you. No, this is just pure unadulterated passion. By the way, Daniel took his top off. 
But she was, Amber was still wearing all her clothes. <laughs> like, I love how Daniel's like, oh, I'm into this. Take my top off. Yeah. <laughs> it's his turn first. Now, <laughs> it clearly always is. And now Dating in the Dark's back on. It's going to be a lunchtime event, which I think, wouldn't you want it at night to Just have Just do it, it at night so you don't have to make as many changes to the lighting. Yeah, but the, the anyway. darkness is on your side at night. Yeah, but she probably has to work at the pub that night. Ah, that's, good, that's a good <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. She's invited a few of the couples of Ramsey Street, mm-hmm. the Kennedys, obviously, mm-hmm. and Lou's down in the dumps because he didn't get an invite and he wants to spy on her new venture. So Lou starts sulking to Sue's like, all I've ever wanted in my life is to go to dating in the dark. It's, <laughs> it's on my bucket list. Yeah. And, and Susan's like, oh, he might die soon. And she's also like, I don't give a crap that this is bullshit. Yeah, she actually doesn't care. She's got a crossword to do. She's like, and yeah, yeah. I want to get out of this conversation with Lou. I also don't want to go hang out with Sheila and my husband. Like, here, just have my ticket. Yeah. Whereas, and Carl is just up for free food. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Remember, <laughs> he's drinking that. Are you sure this is reasonable? That's great. We'll get to that. <laughs> he's a wine wanker. We'll get to that. <laughs> I love Carl. And, Maybe Carl's my favourite character of 2015. And then Susan, and he hasn't had much to do yet. And so Susan... I probably can foresee that her husband's going to be a wanker. She's mm. like, Lou, just take my ticket. Yeah. So. That and imagine what kind of fodder he's going to come home with for the blue box oh from God. all this darkness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, he's taken some of those blindfolds. He's, <laughs> he's pocketed the night vision goggles. Yeah. And. <laughs> Sorry, I did. <laughs> he's going to put them on. Oh, no. In the night. <laughs> when they're in their room. There are going to be parts that should not be illuminated. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. That's being normal. Regroup. So we walk into Sheila's house and Brennan's hanging up sheets and covering mm. the windows. White sheets, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think they were white, although they were like patterned or something. Which is probably why later on no one had could find white sheets for the toga party. It's because well, they were all at Sheila's house. That, and we could all see each other in the dark party. Yeah. Yeah. But they had blindfolds. They had blindfolds. Mm. So, and this is the guest list for Dating in the Dark. You've got Lou, Carl, Brennan, Naomi... Sheila, Kyle, and Georgia. Mm. Well, Sheila's hosting. And so they put the blindfolds on and Sheila's in her night vision goggles and Naomi asks Brennan to blindfold her, like right in front of everyone. It's blatant. Mm. Carl starts being a wine wanker. Like, mm. oh, this is a great so long. It's like, I can really <laughs> taste the notes of the fruity notes. Because you give him a free wine and he will talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And Sheila's like, it's Riesling, Carl. <laughs> Perfect. Sheila, are you sure this is a Riesling? And then... <laughs> What a wanker. It's gold. And then Naomi's like trying to find the cutlery and she's trying to go the grope on Brennan. Mm-hmm. Like at the table in front of your mum. Yeah. And your nephew. Yeah. But like it it, it was quite saucy. Yeah. And the whole time we were watching it, we were just thinking, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Yeah. Probably on this table very <laughs> soon. <laughs> Over the Riesling. Yes. Then Lou starts complaining and Sheila cracks it and throws his dinner in his lap. Mm. And it's kind of escalated unnecessarily quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clearly they have to hook up these two. The, yeah. Then the dog got involved and Bossy turned the table upside down and then dinner, lunch was ruined. And so everyone leaves. I think Carl probably would have stayed around and finished the bottle of wine. But no, <laughs> everyone got kicked out. And then Brennan and Naomi are the only ones left. And he's kind of randy. He's like, look, that whole dark blindfold thing. Did, you got me in the mood. Did it, did it for yeah. me. Yeah. What do you say? And went in for the pash. And then Naomi just backs up and says, I've got to go to work. I've got a meeting. It was great. Straight away, 
realized the error of her ways and went, actually, no, that's a stupid idea. I changed my mind. I can stay. And then goes the patch for him. And then he's like, well, no, too bad. I have a meeting. That's what he says. Yeah. And then no patch, nothing. But it was so good. The chemistry between them was amazing. They're nailing it. It's so good. And like they could drag it all, out all year. I'm good. And there's ads um, that are occurring throughout Neighbours. Yes. And asking us to nominate Naomi for best new whatever for the Logies. Um, no, you can't nominate her because Neighbours has its pick for best newcomer. Oh, damn! It is Paige. Uh, yeah, look, I, I, I can, I can concede that. Okay, Olympia. Alliance. I can, I can toe the party line. And now Lucy's packing because she's like, that's it. She's done. That's it. One go at insemination didn't and work. By the way, I'm pretty home. sure there's lots of sperm banks in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's big. But it's big business. For her, it's Danish guy or gay guy from Erinsborough. Yeah, like that's, that's it. it. A gay guy, not only that, but they could pass on a disease to their child. Their mm. child could be a carrier for this condition. So it's not like he's just decided not to. Yeah, but they're all angry at him. They're acting like, look, you wanted to not have a kid with this with Lucy just because it might have like an 11th toe or yeah. something. Like it was a big deal. Like I often wonder about passing on mental health issues to a kid of mine. Like it's a real concern. It's a real concern. Yeah, exactly right. So Back and we off. all want our children to have a better life than us. Yeah, so back And he's off, had a brush Paul. with, um, you know, yeah. recently with his head injury. brain injury. And I don't know how those two things are related, but he feels they are. Well, yeah. He doesn't want to see a child in that pain. No. It takes one guilt trip. Lucy guilts him. She brings out the baby clothes and she says, I'm not going to be a mother. And then finally, she's like, it's too big a risk. And then finally he's like, life's full of risks. Yeah, Could, let's do it. Let's just do it. And she's like, I've got the kit here. We and so can. he pops up to the other room, tuck, 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 this is, right? This, is that what happens? Yes. This is Paul's penthouse. I felt like they went to the hospital. No. Because I'm wrong. She's got. she was at the IVF clinic and they gave her a take-home kit. Right. Thanks. So she's got the turkey baster and she's just... I feel like IVF's actually quite a big science, but okay. <laughs> Thanks, Melbourne IVF. Yeah. They and, just give her the kit. And it's like in Paul's hotel room. And, and Nate doesn't come to assist. Nate, well, no. And Nate's not even told that it's happening. No, which is awful. It's terrible. And don't you love how he tells Nate later on? I hope you're okay with it in nine months. Oh, God. But you know Poor what? Poor old Nate. You know what I reckon he's doing? What? Well, he doesn't really, like he's working at Lassiter's. Yeah. So chances are he will be a tycoon within four years. <laughs> yeah, true. I feel like Lucy's baby is his opportunity to go to New York. <gasps> Yeah. And I'll tell you what, I'd have a kid to go to New York. <laughs> well, totally. And you know what? He's at Lasseter's now. He could be at Lasseter's yeah. NYC yeah. in like in six minutes. months. Yeah. yeah, he could. So I feel like he's actually being a bit selfish with this donation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look, it's it's, it's going to bring about the downfall of Chris and Nate. Oh, yeah. They're not going to stay together for this. So hopefully there's some gay guys available at the uni that the girls could introduce Nate to. That at least paints us a picture of where Chris will go when he eventually leaves the show. Yeah. Yeah. He'll go to New York. Yep, okay, so Chris is whacked off in Paul's house and now Lucy might be knocked up. Yeah, and I love how he's like, do you feel like you're knocked up? Oh, that was icky. And it's like, she just put it in her. (laughs) And plus, why is she flying? I don't know, like when you're like at that kind of altitude, things don't work well. Right, In your body. I don't think it's the optimal time for conception. But no, it's going to be a miracle conception. We know this. It's going to take. It's going to, yeah, you're right. Okay, now we're gearing up to one of the big stories of the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, the best. Paige, right? She's got a wedgie because someone's stolen. This is a weird aside. Someone's stolen her good undies off the washing line and she's got to wear her old undies. Yeah, that wasn't really focused on. No, but do you reckon it's the same guy that's going around stealing cars? Yeah, or breaking gnomes? 
I don't. The goons. It's the goons. It's the goons. It must be the goons. They're taking undies. They're breaking gnomes. So, okay, I took issue with that, but that's fine. Now, her logo's come in from the printers. Mm. As we said, she painted it, and then the council designed it. They created a vector out of it. (laughs) But uh, that being said, it has lovely colours. It's beautiful. It's a a lovely piece of art. It's like a swirly, colourful pattern. Community. Together. And there are a couple of figures intertwined. They're supposed to be classic nudes. Hmm. Firstly, I think a little inappropriate for a community festival. <laughs> I think it's a nice piece of art, but I don't think it would have been on the brief from Paul for the logo. No, 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 no not at all. I mean, he doesn't need people to take their clothes off at his festival. It, it, put, it could have been two hands being held or something. Exactly. Whatever. It could have been a balloon mm. and that would have been a community festival. But no, Paige just, you know, went she, on a She took some tangents. Yeah. yeah. Paige is outraged because one of the nudes has been covered up. Mm. The lady nude has been given a bikini. Yep, she funny. has. And she's more like obvious and prominent than the male. Yes. Yeah. The male nude is not covered up. No. So Paige storms on over to give Paul a serve. And she it's very Caitlin Stacy, this whole thing. I, I, that, the throwback to Caitlin Stacy was insanely great. Right. It's like Paige has been on the tweets following Caitlin Stacy and yeah. like, why do men need to cover up? It was all free the nipple. It was like yeah. men men can walk around with their tops off and it doesn't matter, but why can't women and you know, all that? It was great. I, it's been so long since we've had one of these like little activist feminist yes. storylines. I can't even remember the last no. one. It's great. And Paul's like, men don't need to cover up. And Paige is like, that's my point, you idiot. Now, she goes around to talk to Imogen, and Imogen's great. She's like, well, of course Paul doesn't need to challenge the status quo. It's working for him. It's great. Mm-hmm. Imogen has a great spiel. So we're thinking, this is a good team. Yeah. We've got Paige, we've got Imogen. Yeah. They're going to sort this out. And they have this feminism 101 powwow. Yeah. And the so Paige has never, like, learned. She just, she feels angry. She doesn't know why. She doesn't know why. And then Imogen clears that up. So um, Paige is all literally girl power. Mm. This idea germinates about the nude protest, the topless protest. And it's actually quite a letdown that they don't bring up free the nipple. Yeah, but I feel like then weren't allowed to. Maybe, maybe they couldn't say nipple. But Paul keeps being a prick. So Paige straight away says, well, we're going to have a nude protest. Good luck, mate. And puts a tweet out. And she must have a lot of followers. Yeah, she must. Because it got legs real quick. Maybe she hashtagged free the nipple. Yeah, And yeah, they went, great move, sister. Let's yeah. do this. And so all the people that are supporting her are actually in San Francisco or something. Yeah. No one's there. But somehow the crowd got involved. So Yeah, she had a good 10 people there. Yeah. So before that... They sit around, Paige, Lauren, like all their parents, they all sit around and have this meeting about the protest. Like, yeah. I'm not going to have a meeting with my parents if I'm going to get my gear off to make a statement. No, it, it kind of takes away the whole point yeah. of freeing the nipple, really. Like if you have to ask dad <laughs> first, it takes away the whole point. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> so Brad's worried that people are going to turn up for the wrong reasons. Yeah, I love how he said that, like the wrong reasons. Like, please do not take your clothes off. There's going to be weird guys looking at you is what he's trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of a sudden it's happening. It's like that day. Again, yeah. they don't even need to schedule time for this. No, but they don't need to get time off work or anything because no, they, they just left the cafe unattended. That tweet must have gone viral or something because the whole square, the Lasseter Square, is full of people and media. Mm. Like, media's on it. Yeah, and, and a lot of women. So, like, the, the people that turned up weren't there for the wrong reasons. Like, no, there were like a few dodgy-looking extras, but they're yeah. always around Lasseter's. Yeah. So it's normal. Now... Um, Paige says, we're going to do something really ordinary without our tops on. 
We're going to post a letter. Yeah, which and, no one does. Oh, yeah, I would argue that yeah. is not something ordinary. That is something extraordinary. That's something you do when you have an engagement party or a wedding. Yeah. And that's it. So there's this whole brouhaha, the crowd's gathering. They want to see some nipples. Free the nipple. Hashtag not free the nipple because <laughs> we, for some reason, didn't use We're that calling hashtag. calling something else. And the, the feminist websites they bring up as well are not herself.com. Yeah, they don't bring up Caitlin Stacey's whole movement. Maybe Caitlin Stacey's like, can you not bring me up? And the, yeah, they couldn't clear anyone's name legally. This is a weird bit. Bailey, little dibber-dobber, he's like, I've got to go tell Dad. He runs to the cop Bailey, shop. Get your jacket now. Now, Dad. No need to explain. Like, she's not your daughter, but she's living in our house because she's your wife's daughter. Is about to get her top off. Want to come see? Yeah, weird. Like, really No questions weird. asked, Dad. Let's look at our sister. Let's go. I mean, yeah. whatever. In this time, image has pulled out. She's bottled it. Yeah. She goes, I can't, I can't do this. And I think <laughs> she's got body issues. Yeah, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like... This isn't the right thing for her. And like Paige and Imogen haven't had that DNM about Imogen's She doesn't even know. Disorders. Yeah, and she wants to be a feminist and she wants to be like all up with it and activist-like. But, you know, like she could maybe assist with the documentation. Yeah. yeah. Now Paige doesn't Or help to... get them out of prison when they do it. <laughs> so Paige doesn't want to go through with this on her own. So Lauren, amazing Lauren. Mm. I love it when she fires up. Yeah, she does. Remember at the bachelorette party? Of course She was like kissing people? Of course. Mm. Rips off her top and says, let's go, girl. We're doing this. Mm -hmm. And then they strut down the Lasseter's Well, they realise they don't have a letter. So they're like, we've just got to walk to the letterbox. Because we we don't have any letters because it's 2015. Yeah. And that's when Dad Cop appears and sees his wife and her daughter naked. and And he senses them. He holds up, I don't know what he holds up, a jacket or something and conceals them. And then hauls them down to the cop shop. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that he's like, he has to take them. Yeah. Because, like, otherwise he gets in trouble for not being a good cop. Yeah. But also then he has to, like, get his boss to, like, check out if they're going to get charged. And, look, I know that Paige has been bored and stuff and she doesn't have a lot going on. She's got her shifts at the cafe. Mm. But, really, you just didn't really follow the logo brief, the design brief. I mean, all of this could have been avoided if you'd had a proper meeting about what yeah. the committee wanted. If, actually, all this could have been avoided if she was a designer. <laughs> Instead of sending off the sketch. They all meet back at the waterhole. Um, actually, no, Toadie and Sonia and Carl and, and, and all them were gathered in the pub and they missed they missed the whole mm, they, hoopla. T- Sonia spent a lot of time in the pub this week for a recovering alcoholic, actually. Yeah. 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 Anyway. She's just testing herself. Yeah. Because she's Good had on her. I mean, she's got to get her husband drunk because he's still devastated about not getting a new kid this yeah. week. Yeah. There's a funny moment where Toadie's like, I'm sorry I missed the topless protest. I mean, I'm not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, am I a perv? I mean, am I a misogynist? What am I? What is this? I don't know what to be. And Sonia's like, look. Oh. And then they brought up the nudie lunch with Carl. I said, remember when you came yes. over and we had nude lunch, Carl? <laughs> oh, that, that was, oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like Sonia would have got involved in Free the Nipple had she been. Oh, apparently she she's been involved. Is, she's not pregnant anymore, is she? No. So we've got this other side story about how Amber's about to start uni mm. and she's all stressed because she's looked up her course load and for some reason... And she and, and apparently four week, four hours a week was a bit much on Amber. Yeah, photography. Like she's doing photography. She must have signed up for way too many pracs. Cause... Yeah, because that's not a tough course. No. Not that I've ever done it and but, not that I've ever done a tough course. But, no, I've but... done an arts degree and it was 13 contact hours a week. Yeah, mine was 12. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't at a good university. <laughs> So, when you're in the creative field, there's not a lot to do at uni. No, there's a plenty of reading you could do. Yeah. Yeah, there's stuff you could Maybe do. Maybe she just thought 
you know when you get your course, you look up the course guide online and it's mm. like, oh, you can do philosophy or you can do history or you can do the history of Disney movies or mm. Buffy through the ages or whatever. Maybe Amber just signed up for everything. Or, maybe she didn't know there were electives. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe she's actually signed up and she's read like the outline that yeah. says you should do read six hours of reading. Yeah. And like she's scheduled that in herself and she thinks it's real. <laughs> She doesn't know how uni works. Good on her. But, I mean, she's taking photos. It's cute. It's pretty yeah. cute. Anyway. And now, Toadie and Carl are reminiscing about their uni days. They are. Carl mentions that two of his friends broke up with their long-term girlfriends on <gasps> O-Week. Apparently, Medicine 1973 or whatever was <laughs> was, a, was a rough and tumble it's debor- O-Week. debaucherous. Yeah. Now... Amber, alarm bells go off for Amber and Daniel. But she's yeah. like, no, no, we're solid. We're solid as rocks. Yeah, solid as a rock. We weren't broken up a week ago. No. And you didn't run me over in a car to get me back. Yeah. And in, in fact, um, let's, the engagement's back on. Yeah. Like, let's just call it back on. Yeah. And they're so happy. Now, Imogen's in the bad books of Paige mm-hmm. because she didn't she take her top off. Bailed on mm-hmm. Free the Nipple. And. She was supposed to be taking a vow to be more like Paige, which yep. is a great move. Good, good one, Imogen. <laughs> and Paige is like, well, let's go do something. Let's go do a uni activity. They're all happening. What's, what is there? What can we go do? And Imogen's like, well, there's a toga party. Paige is like, bang, we're there. Let's Just go. in the courtyard here of Lassiter's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not at the uni. Now, what I love about this whole toga party scenario is that Paige already got an invite because the women's group at uni got wind of their stunt. Yeah. We're like, more power to you, girl. Come on over to the toga party, and Lauren, your mum, is invited too. Yeah, and so she goes. Cute. So cute. I loved that dynamic with Paige. Is like, yeah, you're coming. And Lauren's like, I'm an old lady. Paige is like, come on, let's go. Yeah, get your sheet. Yeah, and here's our other issue: the togas look too nice. They were terrible. Like, sorry, they were beautiful. Yeah. Um, one of them had seams. Yeah, there, like, were, there was beading and yeah. necklines, and so I feel like they popped into a costume store. Look, I've been to one toga party. It was for Year 9 Latin. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the Latin class at school had a toga party. And my mum pulled a sheet out of the wardrobe, mm. one of the nicer ones, with a little bit of a frill on the end, oh. and wrapped me up in it with some safety pins and away you go, Vaya. Enjoy yeah. the toga party. Well, I went to one a couple of years ago for an engagement party. And <laughs> I decided to shirk convention. Yeah. And I got a black sheet. Beautiful. Yeah. And a pink bow. Lovely. Right? I put that around my waist. Yeah. My husband wore it and he had his chest hair puffing out. It was beautiful. Everyone wore sheets. Yeah, that's what you do No one sees them. You don't go to Rose Chong's costume shop and get a Julius Caesar costume. No. But they were all decked out. I mean, they all looked stunning. Mm. Everyone looked gorgeous. Everyone. Paige, Lauren, Imogen. Like, they yeah, all yeah, looked they amazing. Looked beautiful. Even Daniel looked beautiful. Yeah. He's he was, very feminine. He was yeah, born yeah, to yeah. be a Roman god. That <laughs> he kid. was, yeah. Now, straight away, they announced their engagement. Amber's like, it's back on, maid of honour, yeah. let's go. And her mum's like, but you said you didn't want to. <laughs> They're like, whatever, she's running her life, let's have a drink. <laughs> Imogen gets straight on the terps. She does. And they have those cliched red American party cups. Yeah, they did. And also, let's not forget, her twin brother has an enzyme deficiency. And he punches people out when he gets drunk. Yeah, so maybe lay off the red cups. Yeah. Yeah. But Imogen is loving life. She's downing the red cups. And, and she's dancing. Yeah, and then Paige and Lauren arrive, which mm. is great. And Amber's not an, at all upset because I can tell you right now, if I was 18 at my first uni party and my mum showed up, <laughs> I would have been pretty upset. Definitely. They're all like, hey, mum, what's going on? Like, and she's like, I'm a party girl. 
as I said, I love sassy Loz. I love when she fires up. Yeah, I love it too, but I am amazed at Amber's um, holding back of being brat there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a brilliant opportunity. They kind of just leave Imogen to dance on tables by herself to some licensed music. And I, just last week I was saying that they rarely have licensed music mm, mm. on Neighbours anymore, but they had Geronimo. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you're right. And, like, it went for quite some time. Yeah, it so must have cost them a bit. Their music budget is hefty Yeah, this we're, year. we're probably not going to have a note for the rest of the year. It's just no. Carl and his guitar. But we end the episode mm. with the morning after the toga party, which is quite clearly in the Lassiter's complex because yeah. someone is stepping over some people in togas, drunk people in togas. Yeah, and it's – um I can't remember the plant name, but there's a plant name that's all over Lassiter's yeah, complex right. and it's there, yeah. And we see Imogen passed out. Mm-hmm. Not, so clearly she had like five family members at this party. Not one of them was her minder. Terrible. Awful. Mm. And then we see Dean Geyer or whatever he is. It's Brennan's younger brother because mm. that's who we know is yep. joining the show. And he's attractive. And that's the end of the week. And he just sort of approaches her and we don't know to what end. And then next week he's going to get into a stoush with Paige. Yeah. And that stoush is going to end with different things. Different things. Yeah. <laughs> so both Brennan's. Are going to get it on yeah. next week with the ladies of the street. Yeah, and they're going to ping pong page over to each other. <laughs> it's terrible. So, oh, look, there was a lot in that. And we have a question for you. Every week we ask you to go to the Neighbours show page at Beamly. We're going to post a question there and you have to answer it. And our question for this week is, who's a better baby daddy for Lucy? Rather than Chris. Rather than Chris, who's... With the gene problems. He doesn't want to do it. He doesn't yeah. want to pass it on to his kid. We would like it if you brought up guys that are on the show now. Yep. Or even ones that are just not dead. Yeah, that she, really. can, that she can jump on the phone to. Yeah. And that's it. Like, hopefully these kids are going to get to uni soon. Yeah. And we can see some real I think it's our week, so they're going to start next week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully uh, Imogen goes after what trauma she's been through. Yeah, we want some make-out sessions, some hook-ups, some one-night stands. It's going to be excellent. Hopefully she can fit in some lectures. Yeah, she'll oh, she'll be a lawyer in, like, term two. Yeah. So that's that. CJ, it's been great to have you back. It's been great being here. Where can people find you? They can't find they me can. right now. They can. You're on Beamly. I'm on Beamly. Um, Catherine Jones. That's it. That's me. Pink hair. Pink hair. You can find and read. She's done a whole bunch of articles. Some some of them are about neighbours. There's a great one about love triangles. Mm-hmm. Get yeah. amongst it. And I'm at Vaya Pashos on Twitter. and On Beamley as well. Yes. And regular neighbours writer on Beamley. Yes. Mm-hmm. And visit the Neighbours show page. It's the social and content network for TV. And we are also on facebook.com slash neighbours podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to post... Um, Cody actually, uh, Ryan Maloney dropped by my day job during the week. Yes, you got to share that. I've got a photo uh, of the two of us because I kind of harassed him and told him what Neighbours was. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's so exciting. Yeah, and he pretended to be interested in that. Oh, so thanks, Toadie. He's a very good thanks. actor. And he looked really great in the photo. He looked really healthy. Yeah, he's doing yeah. well. Yeah. I looked better than me. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll put that on our Facebook he's page. A, he's an actor. It's okay. He's <laughs> yeah, probably he's, wearing makeup, was he? No. He's good. Look, I think he'd taken his makeup off. But look, oh, okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's all right. We can't always look as good as you, Toadie. You can't always win. Yeah, he cut that hair. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Drop us a review on iTunes. That'd be really nice. Mm. Tell us stuff during the week about what happens on Neighbours because it's funny. Yeah. And and tweet so they can read out your tweets. Yeah. Hashtag Neighbours and I'll read them. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye. Bye.